Welcome to the Easeful Up Level, where we talk all things conscious entrepreneurship, spirituality, and up leveling without stress. Together, Aaron Tobias, our marketing expert, meets with Allison Forstad, our mindset expert, where we just get into the nitty gritty of what it means to figure out who you are, what your purpose is, and what your next steps are. Our goal is to make it as effortless and easeful as possible, even when you're going through hard times. Our goal is to get our mindsets right and get our energy right so that we feel like we can attack anything, we can accomplish anything. Consider this your energetic upgrade of the day. We hope you love this episode. Today on the Easeful Up Level podcast, we are joined by Rachel Levine. Rachel is the creator and owner of Intuitively Wild, which is a lifestyle brand for anyone and everyone seeking to better understand themselves. Rachel is a human design guide, herbalist, and yoga therapist. And she studied with some of the most amazing teachers all over the world. And she's bringing her expertise into our studio today to help Allison and I understand each other better through the lens of human design. Welcome, Rachel, to the podcast. We can't wait to learn everything we can from you. Rachel, super excited to have you here with us. Um, We are big fans of human design, and we're big fans of yoga and herbalism. So having you on this podcast is like such a gift to us to be able to have time to spend with you and to kind of pick your brain about these different topics. I would love to understand before we kind of go into our deeper conversation, which I know we want to talk a lot about human design and kind of how Allison and I work together and all of that. I would love to hear about you, Rachel, and your journey with coming to these modalities, because I know this is not something that's naturally taught in our world. And I really didn't even know human design, design, human design <laughs> existed until a few years ago. So how, how is your journey and what did that look like in terms of finding these different ways of understanding ourselves? Yeah, well, first of all, thank you both so much for having me here. I'm so grateful to be here with you all. I, it's been a journey for me. It, it all started with yoga. I found yoga at a young age and really fell in love with it. It quickly became something that was the foundation of my life and just really rooted me in the world and in who I am. I did my first teacher training while I was still in college and then went to grad school for yoga therapy. And so yoga was my world for a very long time. And then there became there came a time when I realized that I couldn't, I needed to step outside of the yoga world for a little bit. And part of that journey was slowing down, connecting to nature more. And through that, I found herbalism. And then that took me down the road of herbalism and studying with an herbalist. And I always knew of human design. Well, I learned about human design for the first time probably around 2017. And and from that time, it kind of like popped in and out of my life. I would read about it and learn about it. But then a couple of years ago, I found that I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And it was 
all I talked about, all I wanted to read about. And so I one day just gave myself the permission to really go deep with it and to take courses about it and to delve into the knowledge. And eventually when I started my own, it just really happened naturally for me. And the three of them come together so perfectly for me. Um, and so that's kind of, that's a little bit about how it unfolded. I love this so much in terms of, you know, first of all, I love the name of your business, Intuitively Wild, because I, I feel like my journey has been kind of like rewilding myself. And I don't know if that's like a word you relate to. I would assume, right, with herbalism and all of this of like, um, maybe we should go back to our roots as humans, right, of all the wisdoms for thousands of years, right? Like some of the stuff that we deem primitive maybe actually is still like truly <laughs> the best medicine or just as potent or just as good. but um. I think there's really something I think it does make a lot of sense as you're you're speaking about like human design, which is like who's the essential you right, and like you unfiltered and, and like once you deconstruct all the stuff right that we like when we try to homogenize ourselves or get into a factory system, or I'm sure you have a lot of <laughs> thoughts and feelings on all of these things of like um coming back to kind of our own inherent nature um and and I don't I would love to just hear you riff on on all of that, right? Of like um, what it means to kind of like rediscover yourself when you strip off all of the things that you've been kind of like conditioned to be. Yeah, I'm super passionate about this. And it's funny because I, even when I was thinking about the name of my brand and business, I considered rewilding, but um, it didn't, didn't end up being the name. So, but I love the concept and it's a big part of, what I help people do in a sense. And one reason I love human design is because it is one definition of it is the science of individuation. So it's really about being the most unique version of yourself, being the most you that you can be before anyone told you who to be or what their expectations were, or what their judgments were. And it really allows you to lean into the truth of who you are. And there are a lot of things that consciously we're aware of that we're doing that are not in alignment, where we're just trying to fit in or be liked or be quote unquote successful. And then there are a lot of things that are unconscious. And so having a chart about what our gifts are, what how we best function in the world can really help us shed light on what's been hiding beneath the surface that isn't working for us and how we can lean into our gifts even more. So it's easier to be who we are because unfortunately we now live in a world where it can be really hard to be who we actually are. And I love giving people the tools and the confidence to just embrace who they are with more ease. It's kind of like an owner's manual. Mm. A lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the the concept though of, of having a chart that kind of directs you in terms of where to put your consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. And because I, I I think that's so interesting. I I love all of this kind of stuff, human design, enneagrams, like all of the different things that kind of get into that like personality individuation of like we're not all the same, we don't all work the same. Um, and it's so interesting that with a lot of this stuff you know, as you're reading it, sometimes you're like, I hadn't considered that, but that rings true. Or that's really interesting. I hadn't thought about that that way. But now that has opened up a bunch of curiosity and a bunch of awareness for me that I think is really cool in terms of like, 
opening your mind and helping guide you on a, a self-development journey. Cause sometimes it's like, I don't know, I'm in my own routine and my own rut sometimes. And I don't even know where to go next to expand or rewild. So I love this concept of, like you said, using the chart is almost like this map um, or this guide for like deeper work. Yeah. And something that shows up a lot with clients and, and people who I talk to about human design is the things that they used to their whole life have felt the most shame about or have tried to push away from themselves for so long in their chart we can see like they're their greatest gifts it's either like their main purpose or just a big part of what they came here to be and do in this world and so it teaches us that often we feel shame around what makes us different but what makes us different is what makes us special what makes us our magical selves so helping people embrace these parts of themselves that they've tried to shut down is so powerful that is so yeah. deep <laughs> no, but we truly, always have like, our speechless moments yeah. every podcast every time yeah. we interview someone it's like wait let's take a moment and breathe this <laughs> in because this is such wisdom and how freeing it is I mean I remember you and I when we talked on your podcast I shared with you how much how much lighter and how freer I felt once I kind of had an understanding of like why I have certain inclinations towards things and that it's okay it's like human design for me gave me permission, the permission I needed to move forth in the things that like lit me up. And it's just, it was that feeling of like freedom. And that's why you're the name of intuitive, intuitively wild is just so powerful. It's like the most perfect name you could have ever thought of (laughs) for your business. And also what a triple threat being able to have not only like kind of the blueprint of how you function best as a human, but then also to have physical tools that you can put into place in order to support you on that journey with the yoga and the herbalism. Such a beautiful package that people have in order to kind of really put action towards what they learn about themselves. Yes. I. It is really scary to be ourselves in this world. And so having the tools that help us feel safe, help us regulate our nervous system, help us get to know ourselves on a deeper level through yoga therapy and herbalism, like it, I think it's crucial because we can have the blueprint and it can provide us so much knowledge and understanding, but it can still be challenging to embrace that and embody that and act in alignment with that. And so having these other tools that put it into action is is what helps us embrace it all Uh, and I'm very I'm very passionate about making things actionable and accessible and practical so yeah and part of my human design is is bringing making my own unique path taking all the things I love and making it my own thing so that's (laughs) it makes a lot of sense for me Well, there's something that's so healing, even as I'm listening, you know, in terms of what you do really resonates with me as someone with the label of ADHD. And that being something that especially when you're a kid or you're like trying to train yourself out of having it, (laughs) right? I'm doing something, my brain does this thing, but it's supposed to do this thing. And everyone keeps telling you you're off. 
come back here, come back here, you know, and I was able, I was one of those kids that actually did really well in school. So I was able to kind of like white knuckle it and make it happen. But I was also really exhausted and kind of anxious and burnt out. You know, there were side effects of doing that. And my journey kind of as an adult, even in terms of managing my specific phenotype with things like yoga, or even like getting into herbalism for, for ADHD or anxiety symptoms, I'm sure you could go so deep into that of, of there's so much healing that can happen there. But for me, actually, looking into my human design was one of the most freeing things because it's so funny being a manifesting generator sounds a whole heck of a lot like the diagnosis for ADHD. And so far, everyone that I've met that quote unquote meets the the uh, mental health diagnosis categories for ADHD have almost all been manifesting generators. So part of me, it's sometimes I'm like, have we slapped a diet like a diagnosis on an archetype or even maybe a spiritual gift or something else? that we don't understand or that doesn't work in a traditional kind of like corporate work environment or something like that. Right. It's just, I think this, this wild aspect, right. Of like, what if there's nothing wrong and what if it's perfect and it's wildness, which is a really kind of cool concept. Yes. What if there's nothing wrong with you? What, what if, what if there's That's nothing a radical wrong with you? thought? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if you are exactly who you are supposed to be? And you function exactly the way you're meant to function. And all you have to do is learn how to work with yourself instead of against yourself. And there are a lot of labels that have been put on us that sometimes labels can be really helpful. I There have been labels that I have taken on that have actually been very helpful for me. But they're helpful because it helps us understand ourselves. They're not helpful because they put us in a box and they say, this is who you are. And so finding the ways that actually help us learn who we are, yes, I think that there are many manifesting generators who would, who I'm also a manifesting generator, and there are many who would resonate with what you just said. And even like having certain center, energy centers open, like a lot of people with open crown centers feel like they can't, like have ADHD because they can't focus on one thing because they're getting so many different creative ideas and inspiration. So there's so many, so many ways that this can show up for us. And it's about, it's about learning how to work with ourselves. If someone is looking at their chart for the very first time, what would be your advice on kind of like where to start? Okay. Type. So your energy type, there's five different types. Knowing your energy type and your strategy. So that's how you interact with the universe, how the universe brings you things and how you interact with the energy. And then your authority. Your authority is your intuition, how your intuition speaks to you and how you can best learn how to work and trust your intuition, work with and trust your intuition. So type, strategy, and authority and your um, strategy goes along with your type. That's where I would start, because if you are, if you are always just aligning with your strategy and authority, everything else kind of falls into place. If you're always responding to the universe and listening to your intuition, everything else kind of just works out. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense to me. I think sometimes it can feel very scary, though, to be like, I'm aligning with my authority. Here I go. (laughs) It takes a lot of trust. And human design is actually called an experiment. It's the human design experiment. So you're taking your chart and you're just trying it out. 
it, you know, you just want to be able to experiment with it, have fun with it, see what works, see how it resonates and put it into action in your life. And yeah, it's a lot of trust. It's a lot of, um, it's, it's so fun though. It's so easeful. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it like is an experiment and it's something that's meant to be played with and enjoyed and lived out. And I think it's so interesting that it is all about play and fun. And maybe that's also some of the teachings and the healings that come from it is that we are supposed to just be on this earth, having these experiences and playing with that, what it is to be a human. Yeah. Well, I, I, I do. Do you think, sorry, I'm sorry. I just, I'm kind of realizing that we didn't really explain too much what human design is. I know our audience is very tapped in and they have a large knowledge of a lot of these different kind of like spiritual ideas and practices. But for anyone out there who is like, what the heck is this human design thing? (laughs) What do you mind giving a little bit of a brief like overview of what it is? Yeah, so how I like to explain it is it's similar to astrology in the sense that you put in your birth info and you get a chart about yourself. And it's basically the energetic blueprint of who you came here to be. And it tells you how you best function in the world, how you best work, what how you what your how your intuition talks to you, how things are brought into your life. It it basically tells you everything about yourself in a lot of ways. But it it doesn't tell you you're meant to do this. You can be and do anything with any human design. It's about the energy of how you do it. So it's not like you're going to be a fireman, but it's like you're going to be, you have this gift of coming up with creative solutions in times of crisis, and you can bring that to anything you do in the world. So that's just an example. But yeah, that's a a little short synopsis that I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes it's like we get in this mode of like well projectors are really good um I don't know like I'm just using myself um reporters or something like that <laughs> like I think sometimes we put people in a box but I love that you brought it up that like you can be and do anything regardless of what kind of type that you're labeled as so like in terms of getting into human design because I I don't know a ton about it. I did actually work with a human design expert at one point, which honestly I found to be so interesting and healing and really helpful even for me, like running my business and and kind of figuring that out. But I think it's one of those things like you can take the, the quizzes online and get that basic info. But at least in my experience, it's a pretty like nuanced, like it's a deep well, right? That like you can really get into it. And honestly, the deeper you get into it, the more things like resonate and make sense and I think are helpful. Cause I, I know when I just read my own chart, I was just like, what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like looking at it, you know, there are little summaries and I was just like, huh. And I think there's something so beautiful about like someone who's really steeped themselves into it or was like formally trained in it um, to help kind of translate the charts to you and, and, and the nuance, right. Cause it's like, they're, like you said, there are those five major things, but aren't there, I might be misusing the wrong label but like channels or various like little things that kind of get switched on or off too that it gets more and more nuanced the deeper you go in is can you speak to that yes human design is very nuanced and it 
is really down to the individual. Of course, there are five different energy types, but your chart is so unique and it can be hard to decipher certain things if you don't have that knowledge. Um, because I do know a lot of people who are like, I don't resonate with my energy type. And I'm like, that's because your energy type is just like one tiny part of it. Uh, of course, you have to start with something. But yeah, it's very nuanced. And there can be so many. I find that if you really want to, there are some really great resources out there for sure. And people are starting to do a better and better job of making that accessible. But if you really want to work with it and understand your chart, I do recommend working one-on-one -on -one with someone. Yeah, you kind of do need that translator because there's so much. So you will put together kind of like packages for people too, right? To help them kind of like live in, in their design. Yeah, well, the... My favorite work I do with clients is one-on-one -on -one mentorships and those, mm -hmm. I do do one-off sessions, but these mentorships are at a minimum to, from a minimum of a month. Um, sometimes I even work with people up to six months and we go really deep into your human design and get you personalized yoga therapy tools. And, uh, you make, I make you a personalized herbalism product and really work on aligning you with your intuition and your true self. And I mean, the themes, it's so personal. So the themes that we're working on is different for each person, but the overarching theme is helping you live in alignment with your true self. And uh, I, yeah, I love it so much. Is there anything that kind of like surprised you about the journey that you've been on with yourself and kind of understanding your unique energy pattern? I wouldn't say that it was a total total surprise, but there were certain things in my chart where I was like, I've been fighting. All of my channels are connected to my throat center, uh, except for one, and which just shows that my throat is really important using my voice and being heard and seen and known in that way is a part of what I'm here to do. And I had spent a lot of my life not using my voice and not thinking it was okay to use my voice and okay to be heard. And so seeing that, and, and I felt that I had been fighting it. Um, I had this deep desire within me to use my voice, but I had just kept telling myself that's not okay. Like that's too attention seeking or being too dramatic or like, that's just not what you're here to do. And so seeing that in my chart was really affirming and a sense of relief and also terrifying because it was like, oh, now I have to be seen. <laughs> now I have to be brave and, and own up to this part of myself. So that, that was something that was a big realization for me and has been a big part of my journey and has been something I've been putting into practice a lot since I have learned about my human design. I mean, you are just like living it out now that you have your podcast <laughs> yeah, and your beautiful yeah. social media channels. I love your TikTok. I love your Instagram. So wow. you just, it was like a call to action. Like you really took that seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, because before, before it took that I mean that took me a little bit, but before that, I had absolutely no social media. I deleted all my social media years ago. I didn't think I would ever go back on it. 
I wanted to be wow. this like hidden. I'm a Scorpio rising, if that means anything to anyone. So I felt like I really had to be this like hidden private person and also a recovering perfectionist. So I wanted to really like control how people saw me, I guess. And yeah, now I, <laughs> I'm, I let myself be seen authentically. It's also been a, a big journey with being more vulnerable and imperfect. So I think in terms of like, oh, I've just been reflecting, you know, why do we, like you said, that some of the things that we try to hide about ourselves that might be the most essential or even the most powerful, my guess is that probably at some point, various people or institutions gave us messages that like, that's not the right way to be. And it makes me wonder in terms of like, who our our parents are, our mentors, our teachers, like all of that. I do wonder if there's, hey, you can reflect on this, if there is like a dominant archetype or I, I kind of think about this even in terms of like extroverts kind of rule the world in a lot of ways outwardly even though introverts are so powerful but there's kind of like this sometimes idea of like well being quiet or shy is weird stop being weird when you're like I'm being observant why are you talking so much right <laughs> like it's it's one of those things where I wonder like do you feel like there's any kind of um dominant expectation in the culture of like well the the best type is this type like I don't know if that even applies here but I'm curious if, if other types have felt like they needed to be more like like a projector needs to be more like a generator or something like that oh absolutely the world is pretty much structured to generators because generators are they have a lot of energy they're one of the only there's only two types of the five that create their own energy and generators are one of them and they're very consistent and have have a lot of energy and can they're meant to use it and what brings them joy but they can use it for other things and they can be more linear so you know it's the person who knew they wanted to be a doctor at age five and went on to to go to school you know and just day in and day out just consistent you know this consistent energy to show up and do the thing and, and be successful in that way so the world is really structured for generators. Absolutely. That is fascinating. That, well, well, it so makes a lot of sense. I mean, too. I feel like corporate America wants us yeah. to be generators, right? Well, Show up like a robot and do the same thing every day. And it's so funny because I feel like most people don't operate that way. But then you do see some people who like work amazingly well in that kind of structure and are wonderfully consistent. And I look at them like they're an alien and they look at me like I'm an alien because we're like, yeah. how are you doing this? What is your secret? Right. And they're like, I don't know. It's just my bones. Right. Like, yeah. it's, it's so interesting. Well, I yeah, do hear things. Factor. I'm like, please, I'm trying to keep up. I'm like running behind. Like, please, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. I, I do have two things I want to say that because one, generators, yeah. generators are amazing. And, it, you know, the world is structured for generators because they are a large percentage of the population are generators. And that is the kind of, it does bring this like masculine energy that the world is structured to. But one reason that generators can fall in line with that is because they have the energy to do so. So they force their energy into that way. But for generators to actually live in alignment, they're meant to use their energy on what actually lights them up. So many generators are surviving in that environment because they have the energy to do so, but they're not actually 
thriving and they'll eventually burn out because they're not using their energy in a way that's in it in alignment. So even though the world is structured for them, for that energy type and that way of being, it's not actually at the same time. They can just force themselves into that mold more easily than some other types, if that makes sense. That's, a mind, that's kind of a mind trip right there. But that's, mm-hmm. that, that's like, again, why it's showcasing why this modality is so nuanced and why you need to tune back into that authority piece in order to figure out what's right for you. Yeah. And, and normalize the experience too. Cause again, I feel like part of my experience, at least as an adult, like getting out of some of the perfectionism and people pleasing very anxiety based things. When I get back to my most essential self, I have a really hard time working in the traditional work environment. And for a while I was like, am I some kind of like misfit or failure, right? Like interpreting it that way versus like, no, I'm not meant to. And in fact, I'm actually meant to create my own thing. Right. And I'm Mm -hmm. um, meant to like really lean into what feels right to me and that that's actually a success and not a failure to do so is also such a paradigm shift too right rachel i'm curious in your entrepreneurship journey because many of our our people in our audience are working in this same space as well how have you incorporated your human design and your yoga practice and your herbalism practice to, to support yourself as a business owner Oh, wow. I mean, I wouldn't be able, I mean, obviously my business is around all of that, but on a personal level, I wouldn't be able to function without any of these tools. I mean, I wake up every morning. I am known as the morning routine queen. Like I need my morning routine. I'm a morning person. I wake up, I meditate, I do my breath work, I journal, uh, I do yoga, and I need that. I, I wouldn't be able to function without it. I also have anxiety. And so those practices really ground me. And I drink my tea every day. I use tinctures every day. You know, I make products that are for anxiety or for whatever. A lot of my products are focused on mental health and supporting that foundation. And every day I check in with myself on how I'm living in alignment or out of alignment every day. I use my human design to guide me to make decisions, to listen to my intuition, to make make big decisions in my business. And then if, if anyone like is interested in starting a podcast, because I, I have people who come to me all the time being like, I want to do a podcast. I want to start a social media channel. A lot of the people that are listening and that I work with in my business are new to like returning back to social media and trying to find an easeful, healthy relationship of being outward while also honoring their energy type too. So what would you say to that person who is, was, I mean, you were very much in that place just several years ago. So while it's fresh in your mind, what would you say to that person? If it truly feels in alignment for you, then just do it. If it truly, <laughs> I, I mean, I, what I would say would probably vary on each individual person. I really work yeah. with, the, with the individual. But if your intuition is telling you to do it, then you just have to start. And don't expect it to be perfect. Don't expect to have it all figured out. 
Let yourself learn and grow as you go and just do it because otherwise the fear is going to get in the way. The perfectionism is going to get in the way and the judgments and the expectations. So honestly, for me, my intuition, I've always wanted to have my own podcast and there just came a time when my intuition was like, do it, do it now. And so I, I just did it. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I, I had, I'm horrible with technology. I don't have a big following on social media. You just do it. You know, if you just have to trust yourself, that's my advice. Oh, mm-hmm. advice from the wise woman that you are. I always call you my wise woman. <laughs> Because when I hear, when I look at your social media, it is so full of wisdom. And I so appreciate you showing up in your unique way and sharing that wisdom with you. I mean, your channel is super inspiring. I love seeing your morning routine and how you document that. It makes me feel like motivated to be consistent in my morning routine. And then I also love just the fact that you are just showing up in a very particular way that makes you feel comfortable that you want to share your wisdom with us um, in. And it's very unique when I look at your format as someone who looks at formats of social media all the time. I, I love looking at just the fact that you just are showing up as yourself. And I think that is the thing that I enjoy the most. Obviously, there's a lot of wisdom there. There's a lot of truth. There's a lot of great education that we can learn from your channel. But I, the thing I enjoy the most is just seeing you in your authenticity and your authentic self. Well, that's the biggest compliment. Thank you so much. And <laughs> I do it by trusting my intuition. And I align what I share with my human design. And I also want to say not everyone is meant to be consistent with a routine, not everyone's meant to be a morning person, and those things can, are also found in your human design chart. So it's not about comparing and, and making, following other people's routines and structures. It's about being inspired to find your own and, yeah, letting that guide you. So, I, yeah, I really trust my human design, my intuition to – let me know what I want to share and how I want to share it. See, this is so beautiful. I love practitioners like you that the things that people gain from working with someone like you, rather than you being like, here's a morning routine. Everybody I meet should do it. <laughs> right. Which is actually the way that like a lot of these like bigger businesses, you know, they're like, let's mm-hmm. just, it's, they turn into factory systems again. Right. Everybody do this. This is the secret to success for everyone. It was for me. So it has to be for everyone. Like I love practitioners who really guide you. Like you, you have the expertise, but you're guiding someone back into their own inner authority. So they come to you for a second for your knowledge and your your authority, but then you take your authority to guide them back to theirs. And that's the gift that keeps on giving forever, right? Like once people find their way home, like back home to themselves and like figure out where their power is and how to listen to all of that and, and strengthen that. I mean, that is just so profound. Um that I, I just think it's so cool when, when I meet practitioners who do that, where they're like the ripple of people working with you is going to go so much further than even that interaction between you and them, or even that moment in time, right? When they're like, oh, I'm, I want to heal this, or I'm working on this, but just learning about your own, your, your archetype um, or your specific kind of makeup, I would think would just stay with you the rest of your life and inform your decisions the rest of your life in a really kind of supportive way. 
Yeah, I'm so passionate about this. It's one of my biggest pet peeves to go on social media and see like the way to be successful, my morning routine that will <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Because no, there's, <laughs> I've never met anyone who I've worked with who I would give the, or in my life who I would give them my morning routine and say, this would work for you. I know. And there are so many tools that I give other people that don't work for me because I know it would work for them. And we are all so unique. And that's one reason I love human design. We have to find what works for us. And I use my intuition to guide me to help people. But ultimately, I'm helping people listen to their intuition so that they trust it and trust themselves. And if someone's telling you that I know the answer for you and I know the way you need to do it and it's the way that I've done it or it's you have to listen to me to figure it out, then I wouldn't trust them. It's about have, finding the people who help you listen deeper to yourself. And that doesn't mean not turning to others for guidance. About, it's about trusting your intuition to lead you to the right people to guide you back to yourself. I'm curious, if someone's trying to listen to their intuition, what does it sound like? Yes, How well, do we know it's our intuition? It's different for everyone. <laughs> Everyone's intuition works in a different way. For example, I'm an emotional authority, and we're actually, all three of us are emotional authorities. So, Oh, interesting. I didn't know that, actually, about yeah. Allison at all. Yeah, it works a little bit differently for me and Allison because we have that connection to our sacral as well, being manifesting generators, and you don't have being a projector. But so it, it's 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 different for everyone. Allison and I will have this like initial gut reaction to something, like a yes or a no. But then, and you will have more of like a quiet knowing. And then it takes all three of us time, since we're emotional authorities, we have to wait for clarity and really feel things out over time and see if we feel the same way about a decision consistently over time. And so it's really, it's for us, it's really about our feelings. Like, how does this feel for us? When we think about this thing, does it make us excited? Does it make us emotional? Does it make us tired? Does it feel energizing? It's really about the feeling. But for other people, it can be this quiet voice in the back of their head that's just like like those survival instincts that's like, go there, do this, talk to this person. And for other people, it can be when they're talking about something, listening to their tone of voice and how it feels when they're talking about it out loud. And for other people, it can be the, just like this in the moment like gut yes reaction. So it, it you know, it, there's different types of emotion of authorities and your authority is your intuition. So it's different for everyone. Those are just some oh my examples. Gosh. Well, do you want to use us as like a little lab example? I know you pulled our charts up and maybe we can walk through them and kind of look at um, some of our partnerships and how we're we work together and things um, in order to give people like a real tangible example of what this might look like. Yeah, absolutely. I have your charts up. I have your partnership partnership chart, which is when you lay two charts on top of each other and see how the energy looks when you are together and um, connecting in that way. So, also what your what your human design chart is when you guys are together. It's so funny too, actually, that we we 
we did a, another recording just this weekend with someone else who was also layering us. They were doing like a, an inner child reading on both of us. But it's like we're going through marriage counseling right now, me and Aaron. With every person we do, like, let's interlayer charts, which is so funny because we are building this kind of like business partnership. And in a lot of ways, like a business partnership is almost like a marriage. The amount of trust mm-hmm. and communication, right, that you have to have with someone and synergy and all this stuff. I mean, I think it's like very much like a marriage. So I think it's so funny that we're doing this in real time. And hopefully, too, people listening who might actually want to apply this to their own marriage or something else, um, you know, or friendships or I mean, I could see how this could be really healing, too, for people yeah. to try to understand if if there's like a mismatch, right, with the people in your life where you're like I do not get why you're acting the way you are thinking the way you are this doesn't make any dang sense to me I think stuff like this is really cool to get another um, perspective into how other people process or experience even like what you were saying with intuition it didn't occur to me like I know how I experience it and it is kind of this like in the gut and it's like it's instantaneous it's like a yes or no right and and then I have to figure out why because I'm always like why why is that a no it doesn't seem like it should be a no but it's like I feel the no and I know you know so it's really interesting that other people are like that's not how I experienced that um I think a lot of us maybe internally assume that other people experience things the way that we do because that's the only lens we have and that's the way we understand the world and sometimes it's mind-blowing I think to other people to realize how differently other people can process and so I I could just see this being like a thing that creates peace rather than division and war (laughs) you know like for us to really understand each other um deeply so I just this is such a cool tool I think that you're doing to overlay the two the two charts here. Yeah, no, people we assume that people experience and feel the world in the same way that we do and it's so not true and that's another thing I've loved looking about working with human design and looking at other people's charts because I can kind of I can see so clearly how we are all experiencing the world in such different ways. And it's a helpful reminder to me to never make assumptions and to never you know, project how I'm experiencing the world onto other people. And also it's, I've found, I've seen it be so helpful and healing, like you said, for people's relationships, their marriages, their friendships, their business partnerships to understand how each individual is functioning differently and how you guys function when you come together. And it's really cool to look at your charts because there are certain ways that you guys can really understand each other and work really, really well together and support each other. And then certain ways that you are very different. And without this understanding, it might be hard to know why one person's responding in the way that another person in the way that they are and just like really not having that understanding. Uh, Again, I will say human design goes so deep. It's so nuanced. So I won't be able to touch on every single part of the chart, but there are some key pieces that I think could be really helpful. Um, Yeah. And we could probably schedule a a deeper session with you. I know that you also do like week long retreats on this. So (laughs) we probably need more and like we probably do need a lot of time (laughs) to digest. So we'll just hit the highlights. We will put you under like any pressure to go all the way there because I know it does take some time. (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. But I, yeah, I'm going to, there are some things that I'm very excited to share right away. So first I will say that Erin's a projector, 4-6 projector, and the 4-6 is your profile, which is kind of like your personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And you are also an emotional, you're an emotional authority. And 
Then Allison is a manifesting generator. She's a 3-6 and also an emotional authority. So you both have this emotional authority and we've talked about that already. And so what can be really nice, well, some people say that the difference, about 50% of the population has an emotional authority and about 50% has one of the handful of other authorities. And one of my teachers, Jenna Zoe, you mentioned her before. She says that the difference between an emotional, someone with an emotional authority and what is called a non-emotional can be even greater than the difference between a male and a female. Like it's such a different physical experience in the body. So it's kind of nice that you guys, you're both emotional authority. So you have this understanding already and you can remind yourselves, you can remind each other to wait for clarity and to take your time making decisions and to really notice how you're feeling about things. And so that can, I find that people who have that same emotional authority can be really helpful for you guys to remind each other to slow down and to really feel into how you're feeling about a decision. Yeah, we often, when we are making decisions, we're like, I feel this way or I feel that way. So that's kind of like relieving because sometimes when you're running a business, you don't, you're taught not to do it based off of feeling. (laughs) You're like, let's do it based off of numbers or something more like that feels supposedly safer but we often are speaking like I'm feeling this way I think that it should be this way because I'm feeling this way or whatnot so that's kind of like a relieving factor to know it's okay to kind of use that as part of the decision making process yeah I love that we we already trust each other's like Mm -hmm. gut feel like if Erin has a gut feeling like I trust it already it's I think vice versa right like we're yeah if you feel something is right, then it's right, you know, and, and it hasn't led us astray yet. We did take eight months to start this podcast, though. We <laughs> we practiced for eight months, Rachel. We, yeah. we rode that ride of feeling really like vulnerable and scared and icky and awkward for eight months before we got to this point. So <laughs> well, we were like, let's create a backlog. We'll just, we'll have like 12 week backlog or whatever. And then I don't know, we've got a big backlog. And then we started the podcast. We're like, well, let's just like release as we go. So we haven't even touched our backlog. No. One day, maybe, maybe that'll be a, a special, a perk. Yeah. For, Open the archives of our eight month exploration yeah. on the emotional yeah. wave. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, well, another thing that I want to share that I think can be really, um, what's the word? Something that flows can really be really helpful and useful for you guys to connect on is your profile numbers. So you both have a six in your second number. And the second number is something that it's how the world sees you and something that's more unconscious to you in the sense that it's such a part of who you are that you don't even realize that other people aren't like that. It's just, it's so natural to you. So the six, the six is an interesting number because it goes in three phases. It starts from the age of zero to 30, you're living as a three, which we'll get to because that's Allison's second number. And the three or first number, sorry, And the three is all about experimenting. It's about learning as you go and just trying things. So, I mean, you guys are both past 30, but the first 30 years of your life is just about like having experiences and learning. 
and seeing what works and throwing paint at the wall and just like falling on your face and then getting back up and laughing about it and just continuing on. And so that's what that's what the first 30 years of your life is about. But then from 30 to like 50, it's about kind of taking a step back and having a different perspective and seeing all you've learned through those experiences and starting to really integrate that wisdom and coming into your own a bit more and seeing how you want to embody all that you've learned. And then as you turn 50 and getting older, it's really owning that wisdom even more. The six is really known as this like wise authority figure who is supposed to be seen as this authority. And they say that with a six in your profile, it really only gets better as you get older. Like you just grow more and more into yourself and are seen as this leader. Like a fine wine. You know, exactly. we're always like, I can't wait to be 40 and 50 and 60 and on you vacation. cannot wait to be no. the wise women in the woods, like recording YouTube. our podcast. Legitimately though, yeah. That is both of you. And that it's so beautiful that you both have that in your second number because you can really live that out together and remind each other to own that wisdom, especially right now in the second phase. And with Allison, you have that three in your first number. So it's about still trying things out, still experimenting and just not being a perfectionist at all. Like really just letting yourself do the things before you feel ready and letting life be an experiment. And Erin, you can remind Allison to do that. And then Erin with the she does. <laughs> I do. You have it. So in our inner child um reading, we did it with Elizabeth. Mm. And she told us that I'm the one who like tells Allison, like I'm bossy. Like I tell Allison to do things. And I'm always telling her to try new things. Yeah. Well that's <laughs> so what she's supposed to do. Checks out. Love that. But- well, sorry, Allison. I boss you around in your highest good. <laughs> Listen, I'm here for it. It always works out. Well, projectors, projectors can also be a bit a bit bossy, but Allison is giving you the invitation. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. I always, always everything fun in She's awesome me into having more fun too, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like going for fun. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just want to finish with Erin, your the four in your first number in your profile. That is about community. So for you, community is so important. The close relationships in your life are everything to you. And you might find that a lot of opportunities and experiences come to you from the people that you know. So really honing in on that and focusing on those people and the rest just not bothering with them. Like if you don't want to be friends with someone, maybe it means that you're probably not meant to work with them or really spend that much time around them. You really want to surround yourself with people who are your close friends or who you want to be friends with. And Allison, you can help remind her of that. She does. Um, Yeah. Okay, good. And I keep bringing her people. She keeps bringing it to her own community too, lately, especially, right? And that's actually really good as well because Allison, as a manifesting generator, you're here to respond to things. So once you have that that sacral reaction, you have that emotional authority, intuition of like knowing what you want, you can go out there and make it happen. But Erin is really here to wait for the invitation. And that's not meant to be disempowering. It's just, I like to say, I like to explain it in the sense that you have all these gifts and you see things so clearly and have such a unique 
perspective. But if you share that before the invitation is there, other people aren't going to be ready to receive it. So you want to emanate this knowledge and be really confident in what you have to share and, and make yourself open to the opportunities and then wait to share it until people say to you, I want to know what you have to tell me. And so Allison, you bringing Aaron people can be really helpful because then these people showing up for like you're, she's getting the invitation through you, which Mm -hmm. is from that four line through someone that she's close to, and they are extending that invitation and then you can openly share. So that's a really beautiful process for you guys. Trust me. I know I used to be so bossy growing up. So I have learned. It was so funny. The first human design reading I ever had, she was like, Erin, this is very important for you to know. And she was one of my good friends. She was like, you have to wait for the invitation. You can't just go around in life, like saying all these things and giving all this advice for how to, because she was like, you come off, like it can come off as un, like bossy or um, like a know-it-all or some, you know, and it doesn't even land. Like, when you do that and someone's not ready for it, even if it's in their highest good, even if you're just trying to help, it doesn't land. Like they can't integrate it because their brain isn't ready to receive it. And you can also talk to my husband about this because he probably experiences on a daily basis. (laughs) Well, I feel like the people closest to you too, like, and and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, Rachel, in terms of like, you know, the wisdom of how to operate, but also in your, some of your most intimate relationships where they allow you to be a thousand percent who you are <laughs> without too many filters right because I, I feel like even growing up Aaron I used to always struggle with this like oh my gosh don't ask Aaron's opinion if you're not ready don't do I look bad in this yeah kind yeah, yeah it doesn't look good on you don't wear it or, or Aaron's my favorite with Aaron when we were kids at one point she she like looks at me she goes do I have something in my teeth and I say no and she goes well because you do <laughs> I was like that was a really interesting way of going about telling me, but it's so funny. We always like joke about that kind of stuff of just like just the the directness, but I love it personally. Um, I could see how maybe if you're brand new to someone, you might be like, whoa, you know, <laughs> when it's what well, I, I think there's something to the intimacy or, or once even you get that consent, even like within some of the communities that we've been building together, like where we talk about that, like getting to know each other and each other's styles and building that consent, then there is kind of that like shared footing too, right? As you move forward to to maybe even more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not about watering down your personality. Like if you are a blunt, bold person, like you should continue to lean into that. But it's about the invitation is for like big things. Like you shouldn't go up as a projector, it might not be as successful or useful for you to go up to a random stranger and be like, I like to pitch yourself. But if someone comes up to you and asks what you're doing, or if a friend introduces you, that's, that's different. And it's interesting, I find in my business, um, even though Allison and I work so closely together, and um, we do a lot of projects together, I actually at this point have built my business where I need that like invitation to even get ideas for someone else's business. Because Mm. honestly, I used to go around all day, like being like, I see these opportunities for you. Here's all the business ideas. And that was always just like, I think that's probably was very overwhelming for a lot of people. So at this stage where I am, like I need actually her to tell me like, Hey, I am wanting to launch this group and I need support 
for the marketing of this group, or I want to write this book, I need support for the marketing of it. I actually need her to give me that specific invitation now for any ideas, any thoughts to actually crystallize and for me to be able to provide them to her. So I think it's very interesting. I have definitely taken this advice to heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's at this point, it's like automatic now that I've been living in alignment as much as I can with it. It's kind of like I need that first to even get the initial like download or an idea for them. So yeah. isn't it more relaxing too, Erin, if you're not having to chase because lately because yeah. we were even talking about marketing of a, of a lot of times someone will engage with me and then I'll respond right or I'll DM them and be like thank you you know and whereas with Erin too you know cause usually then I, I will make an invitation after there's been an initial something right where we're like okay we're vibing and in, and I was talking with Erin she's like you know I, I don't really do any of they just come to me <laughs> they just ask to work with me show up. like I don't know I just get requests and they say like hey I want to meet you I want to work with you um, and it's so interesting because sometimes that does happen to me occasionally but um, to me I, I even like to kind of the playfulness right of, and again not like usually I'm not the like the very first contact because that also doesn't land well for me it's like there's some some kind of small connection and then I'm usually the one that's a little bolder than the other person to say hey like let's talk um but I don't know Erin don't you think it's like you feel like it's more relaxing to not have to go mm-hmm. chase things yeah, if, if I'm they're chasing, coming I get stressed yeah well both the things you just said <laughs> are so in alignment for you guys for and for things to come to you and to wait for that invitation and then Allison for you not to take that to not to initiate out of nowhere, but to wait for the response. And whether that's someone first starting a conversation with you or you, even you seeing something and thinking, oh, I feel like I could work really well with this person and then reaching out to them, just like waiting for that response and not initiating out of nowhere, um, really in alignment for both of you. So, but one thing I want to share that might be a little bit harder for you guys, well, one projector versus manifesting generator, very different energy. And this is also, this is emphasized even more because Allison is a single definition and Erin is a split definition. You might even be a triple, Erin's a triple split definition. Yeah, I don't, I have no idea what the de- the splits or the definition or whatnot. And don't worry, Rachel, we can take it. You can get into the ways we might clash because yeah, we already know we've already experienced <laughs> a lot of it so just don't you don't have to you know step around it gingerly we can take it okay well <laughs> the thing so there's a this the definitions can say a lot of things but in this context being a single split versus a triple split a single split especially because you're a manifesting generator moves very fast you process things very quickly and you like to work on your own in your own flow and just like bang it out, get it done, do your, do your thing versus you could put you, yeah, you process things very quickly versus a triple split. It takes longer for things to process for you and being a projector, you just don't have as much consistent energy. You probably you work at a very different schedule, probably need to move a little bit slower. And when you're working, like you are a hundred percent on, you can get so much done. And at the same time, it's, it's like, 
you just need you need to process things a little bit more versus Allison mm-hmm. can just like be in the flow and go do it. Yes, that is true. Resonate. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and I well, especially the own flow thing. That was something we literally were were talking about our different types. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's so hard for me sometimes to map my process onto someone else's, especially in terms of like a to do list or or various things. Or even the way that I think of like Erin's talent, I always think of her, her as someone who refines things and gets into the details and makes it beautiful and makes it all connect and flow and function. And I'm just like kind of in the ether a little bit like you know like and it's so non-linear and it's hard to pin down and and sometimes it's even hard for me to define to others what I'm even doing but I know that I'm like cultivating something over here it's just but I I do kind of bounce around that's such a manifesting generator thing I relate to that so much because yes the manifesting generators they move they're the quickest moving type and so they can often move from like point a to point C to point F to point B and they're just like kind of bouncing around and they might skip steps but then they like come back and fix things if they have to but they they can't move linearly like you can't make us move linearly linearly but then the projector can kind of come in and be like but you skipped step B like you need to do step B right now <laughs> I do <laughs> But I do great with a prompt. If someone points it out to me, then it's like, because then it becomes part of my responding flow of like, oh, you pointed it out. Now I can respond. And it feels natural. So I actually like when, because I work, I'm married to a projector and I'm working with Aaron. Then I also have another collaborator um, in business that I work with who's also a projector. Mm -hmm. It's like all the projectors. I don't think they're that common, right? But like, I actually love, I'm like, please call me out. I will not be offended, right? Please um, bump things to me for me to to circle back to or respond to. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it can be really helpful if they're pointing it out in a helpful way and it feels in flow for you. Like sometimes people can point things out for me and I'm like, exactly, yes, like I need to respond to this and go back and do it. And sometimes it's like, that was a step I don't even need to do, you know? And it's the projector having the understanding that the manifesting generator just works in a different way. And sometimes if it's a really crucial step or like it really, they see that it could be better in this way, if they go back and do it, that's amazing pointed out. That's when it can be really helpful. But then it's also the understanding of like manifesting generators sometimes skip steps and don't need to go back. And that's Mm -hmm. fine. That's true. That's true. And that's something I really admire about Allison. Sometimes she'll just like get something done so quick and it's like, it's great. Mm -hmm. Don't even touch it. Don't even change it. So it's, yeah. Whereas me, I'm like, okay, I got an idea for something, but I need to think about it. I need to write about it. I need to like imagine it and then I can do it. So it's that longer process that you kind of said. Yeah, yeah, I think that that. But then once you sit down and do it, I feel like it's like maybe that was like the stuff right leading up to it. But then yeah, I once like I sit down, once you're ready to go, I can do a whole like normal eight hour workday in three in three hours. Mm-hmm. Like that's pretty much my every day. Is I usually just work around three hours and I get so much done. Yeah, that's that's exactly how the how the projector is meant to <laughs> meant to work. So I love that for you. I mean, yeah, if you're trying to work in an hourly position, though, for me, it does not work. Like the eight hour work day, the hourly, like if I have to clock in hourly to get paid, this is something I found really does not work for me. And so I've had to figure out how can I make consistent income that's not necessarily tied to an hourly 
showing up and doing it, but more tied to the quality of the product, the quality of the strategy and the thinking, like how can I align myself with that as my value system versus like physically being here in my seat. That makes sense. That's been a challenge. And I think that that's one way that projectors can get um, can can really burn themselves out. They can be forced to show up like a generator, and they can be forced to. They can feel really badly about themselves because they can get really tired if they're trying to do the long work days, and also mm-hmm. it can make they can finish all the things they need to do, and then it's like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Why am I sitting here? Yeah. Yeah. That's my exact experience. I feel so seen. (laughs) That's my husband too. Like literally can work a 40 hour work week and like 10 hours in terms of all the tasks. And it's just, and I'm always looking at them like what, because I, you know, I will always fill that full eight hours and there's still more to be done. And I don't even know what I've been up to, but I've been doing stuff and like, and it's all coming together in its own time. It's just so funny. Like the the utilization of time and I have the energy to do so. Typically Mm -hmm. I want to do so. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's so cool, Erin, too, that you're, you're at a point where you can like have that time to rest and rejuvenate and ponder. It's rather than though, It is what I struggle the most with right now in terms of including in my life. And I appreciate you, Allison, because yesterday you told me to like rest and relax. And that was very helpful because especially in social media, there's always something to me for me to look at and digest and understand and take apart because media is happening around you. I mean, the Super Bowl last night, I wasn't, I'm a fan of the Chiefs. I was super excited about whatever them winning, but I wasn't actually watching for that. I was watching like the commercials. I was watching the production value. I was watching like the emotional connection that was happening or not happening. That's what I was paying attention. I was dissecting the whole experience. I wasn't, and then I was also a fan. So that thought process can be very exhausting. So I've, I appreciate when someone tells me to relax because it, it is difficult for me to turn it off sometimes. Yeah. It's so important to remind projectors to rest, especially a projector like Erin, who has all of the other energy centers defined. So some not each energy, each center has a different uh, theme and only some of them uh, help bring out energy. And there are four centers that are quote unquote energy centers. and you have them all defined except for that sacral center, which is what makes you a projector. And so projectors who have energy centers defined, they can feel like they have energy. It can Mm -hmm. feel like they have this consistent energy. And especially when you're hanging out with generators or manifesting generators who do have that sacral center and you're taking on that energy when you're around them, it can really feel in your body like you have that energy and you have to remind yourself, I don't. And if I pretend, if I act like I do, I'm going to burn myself out. And also with the inspiration, you both have your top two centers open. And what that means is that you're very open to external stimulus and thoughts and ideas and creativity. And that's really beautiful because 
you can be taking in all these different ideas and opinions and being seeing things as gray and not black and white, but it also can be very overwhelming because you are taking on all the, like when you're looking at all the different commercials and all the different ideas, you're really taking on all the, all the thoughts, all the noise. And it can be yeah. easy to kind of get addicted to that external stimuli. And so it's important mm-hmm. to be like, okay, what, what, actually inspires me? What do I actually want to intake? What ideas and thoughts and opinions do I actually want to listen to and take in? And what is actually my own versus what is just like noise I kind of need to tune out? Yeah. Yeah, that that definitely resonates because it's like, yeah, sometimes the flurry of ideas is great. And then other times it's like, my brain is already overloaded. I can't put anything else in here. Yeah. Sometimes I have to you sit know? in like a dark room with an eye mask on. Yeah, like, right. I have to relax because it, be, it can be too much. Mm-hmm. Like the sensory overload yeah. can be way too much sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Erin, I think it's cool that with some of this stuff, because part of the conversation Erin and I have been having is she has been doing all of the production work for this podcast and like, and it's a lot of work. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're doing all all these amazing things. And and she and I are both kind of like building these amazing dreams. And we were trying to figure out like, what are ways that we can keep this mutual with us Mm -hmm. still doing pretty different things or different roles? And it's interesting because we've also kind of have some dreams about doing retreats and various things. And um, actually, before we got on this call, I was talking to a new person who actually really wants to do whatever Erin and I's next offering it is. Oh. We haven't even created it yet. She's like, tell me when you start the group because I'm in. Okay, we'll start it. Like, so, right. No, but I think it's so cool of like, if I'm a little bit of this cat, this cat that goes like hunting mm-hmm. and brings like a little mouse home to Erin. No. <laughs> like, you know, like, um, for Aaron, maybe you to rest assured that you don't actually have to like be chasing, you know, like mm-hmm. running around and chasing with some of our partnership. Like, cause you're, you're there, like, like you were building the home <laughs> and the structure, right? Like in a lot of ways. Oh my gosh. Um, I love this like cat and mouse like idea. Yeah, that's so beautiful. Well, that's kind of what it feels like, right? Cause sometimes I'm like, I'm skittering out here and she's at home doing all the work. <laughs> Right. But then I'm like, but if I'm them bringing people that are going to come into the home, right. And like, and, and feel the business and all this kind of stuff. Um, this is helping me see kind of our, our roles and how they can be really symbiotic and, and our work can look different, but still be um, equitable. Right. Cause that, that's always my biggest thing in a partnership is I want it to be equitable, but it doesn't mean we need to be doing the same things. A hundred percent. And I actually think that the way you guys are structuring your business and your work together how you've explained it to me, it sounds so perfect. Like really catering to your each, your individual energy types and how you best function, at least what, what you, what we've both, you know, shared about your types and, and how everything's going because it, yeah, it, that's exactly right. Yeah. I think like we, we had a whole text chain where I was like, I'm apologizing for my process and she's like apologizing for her process. And we're like, no, but I love your process. It was so funny. I'm like, well, while we're talking about the process, let me tell you all the things I had to do to learn. Cause sometimes I do. So like, I am obsessed with making things easy and simple, but sometimes you have to live them to do that. So I was like, Mm -hmm. sorry, but I've had to like live producing and cutting and editing and understanding this podcast before I can even tell anyone like, how I think it's the easiest way to go about it. Mm-hmm. So, and then she was like, how can I get in on that? And I'm like, uh, no, I didn't want it on it. I'm I not going to lie. I was just like, I hope. 
It's like, I just hope that I'm like, not being the awful. loafer here. Whatever yeah, you're doing, no. Awful. <laughs> no, it's like, it's amazing. And I'm in awe of you. I think that one way you guys can really support each other is for Allison to ask Erin, do you feel successful? Like, are you seeing success in your life with the work you've been doing? And to really acknowledge the work that Erin's putting in. Because for projectors, it's all about being seen and really recognized and appreciated. And so recognizing her gifts and, and speaking that to her can be so um, life-giving and making sure that there's no resentment or bitterness. So if Erin's ever feeling resentful or bitter about something that's going on, really having a conversation about that. And then for Allison to make sure that you are feeling like you are using your energy in ways that feel really satisfying to you and you're ending your day feeling like you use your energy in a way that makes you satisfied and content. And if you are feeling really frustrated about something, that's a sign it's not in align alignment for you. And to remember that if you are using your energy for something that doesn't actually bring you joy and doesn't actually feel good to you, it's not in alignment for anyone. And you might think you're doing the right thing because you're helping people or you're doing what's expected. But in the end, you are not helping anyone. You are here to use your energy on things that bring you joy and feel satisfying. So remembering that when you feel like you should be helping Erin edit, but that makes you just feel frustrated and angry. <laughs> I love doing the editing. So it's fun. I mean, mm -hmm. eventually it is a little, I mean, you know, Rachel, cause you edit and produce and you do, do all the things. And so you know, the process I grapple with, like, at what point do I need to step away from that process and just be the talent? Mm -hmm. But I also enjoy the process. So I don't know if I'll ever want to. We're after You're doing seeing. a really good we're job. I probably at some point will, but it's fun to be able to like tinker and play and learn. Like every day, every time I edit something, I'm like, I'm just going to advance my skill one more point. So like, everyone will notice that I added some music to our intro last week. And I was all excited about that. Like that was the most exciting thing in the world to me. I love it. <laughs> so good. As a manifesting generator, I, uh, and it's not just being manifesting generator, there's other parts of my chart as well, but I look forward to the day where I can uh, put that onto someone else. <laughs> I, I, yeah, but yeah. Is there some sort of like relationship between projectors and manifesting generators? Because I notice like for me, I'm like my husband's a manifesting generator. I have a lot of friends who are manifesting generators. I feel like I enjoy relationships with manifesting generators. Like we just get along really well. Mm, I think every type can work really well together. And again, like we've said a, a couple of times, human design is so nuanced. So there's other parts of the chart, like some profile lines will <clears throat> resonate and relate to each other more than energy types. Like the fact that you both have mm -hmm. a six year profile. I don't, I don't know what, you know, your husband's chart is like, but. I should look it up. Uh, yeah, I think manifesting generator. Yeah, I would love to see it. Manifesting we'll do some, we'll do a marriage marriage session. No, you should do a, like I know you work with packages with people, but yeah. like a one off. I'm like I would buy a one off marriage one too. I, I think that would that. just be yeah. so helpful. I feel like everyone should have one. Yeah, 
we should like reinvent like marriage counseling and bring in all these amazing healers that like teach us how to work together because that's really what it is there's so much that's like yeah about being seen in your full self and you have no choice but to be yourself because what are you gonna like what are you gonna do like pretend your whole life like that's exhausting We'll do that, well, no, so this is so funny, like coming from someone who has done marriage therapy, like been the therapist for many couples, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. So much, so just, oh, like sometimes, honestly, I've wondered, like, okay, we can just hash out the same crap. Like sometimes I'm like refereeing, like, shh, shh, stop, like, what are you doing, right? Versus just like, let's just generate understanding about each other and just move forward. Like, I mean, obviously, there are things that need to be healed, but I'm like, honestly, I I almost think that one of your sessions would be worth like 12 (laughs) couples counseling. I mean, truly, right. Mm -hmm. Just to like start to empathize with your, your partner or, or friend or parent, like truly, I think anyone that there's a strain Mm -hmm. because you're like not understanding what they're processing. I I just think this, this could be the key (laughs) to ending a lot of strife between people who don't understand each other. Yeah. Right. And that is when I'm working with partners and relationships, it often is just about helping them understand the other person's experience and the other person's chart and acknowledging that it's different than their own and that that's okay. And it's just about being okay with that and working with that instead of wanting them to experience life the same way that they do. Rachel, if someone wants to work with you, where can they find you? So you can find me on social media. All my handles are at Intuitively Wild. So that's Instagram, TikTok, intuitivelywild.com. My podcast is Intuitively Wild. And yeah, you can find my email there, all my work that I do. And I would love to connect and hear from anyone who is interested, even if it's just to say hi. Yeah, there's two really amazing things that I will say Rachel has coming up that I'll just plug for her because she's amazing. She has definitely her one-on-one work is worth investing in. And then she also has a really beautiful retreat that's coming up that's going to be happening in April, I believe. Right, Rachel? Mm -hmm. Yes. And this will be a week-long experience that's going to really be dedicated to your human design, your incorporation of this. It's going to have yoga. It's going to have the herbalism piece. She has another partner who is will be running the experience with her, but it'll be a really beautiful, intuitive moment for everyone. So if that calls to you, the invitation is there and I would definitely recommend the experience. I think it will be life-changing for everyone who gets to go. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's during the solar eclipse in April and it is called Roots of Renewal. So all about reconnecting to your intuition, to nature, to community. I'm co-hosting it with Victor my friend Victoria, who is an amazing intuitive healer. And it will be in Asheville, North Carolina, in the Blue Ridge Mountains. And it's gonna be a really powerful experience. So anyone who feels called or has any questions, please reach out to me about that. Yes, we will link it in the show notes so everyone can get a piece of this magic and experience it for themselves. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. This has been an amazing conversation. I'm so grateful for the wisdom and the insights that you gave us as we're continuing on this partnership together. We will will 
act in our full authority and we'll take them to heart. <laughs> yeah. I am feeling free. Yes. I'm feeling wild. I'm feeling intuitive. Thank you so much, Rachel, thank for you. this time. It was perfect truly timing. wonderful. So thank yeah. you so much because we are right in the middle. We actually have a retreat this weekend planned out for ourselves where we're going to be mapping all this stuff out. So thank you so much for taking your time and sharing this with us and our audience. That's amazing. Thank you guys so much. This was so much fun. I loved connecting with you. And I'm just really grateful that you asked me to come on.